0: Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Jessica. Hi. This is the second time I've seen you in person uh, was this week since COVID started. So yeah. that was a, a highlight of my week.
1: Yeah. Um, we
0: have. Yeah, it was good to see you. You were moving at a very slow pace.
1: <laughs> I was uh, on
0: drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you sure were. Uh, you're like this. You were really... Uh, You handled it very well, having company. (laughs) Uh, For our uh, listeners today, we have a really special guest. She's probably one of the best writers uh, in the world. She's a great podcaster. She's hilarious on Twitter. And she's our friend. Welcome, Jen Sukfong Lee.
2: Hi, that's awfully nice. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, it's the truth. It's easy to speak the truth. It just flows out of your body. (laughs) like a perfect... Perfect I am one bubble. of the
2: best writers in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roxanne Gay, take that! I love you, Roxanne Gay. I didn't mean it.
1: <laughs> yeah, who's gonna? Hang? Who's gonna challenge you? We can. Yeah, we can make claims. <laughs> yeah. We'll try.
0: We're not making medical claims. Like
2: if you read your work, <laughs> it will cure. Uh, my,
1: my tonsils
2: <laughs> please yeah. buy this jade egg because jen soup can, can can cure all of your vaginal ailments
1: <laughs> Ooh, there's them? so
0: many <laughs> all of them mostly loneliness um so it's a saturday afternoon in beautiful vancouver bc it's actually gorgeous outside i don't know if anyone's been outside yet um no and, yeah it's just uh it's lovely I, I broke a sweat waiting in a bread line so I felt the real connection with uh, my ancestors. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I was just going to say it sounds like a scene from Les Miserables, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like that, but it was a fancy gluten-free bakery.
2: <laughs> I
1: haven't heard the term a bread line <laughs> for I many decades. I don't
0: think it qualified as a breadline, but it felt like one for a moment yeah. or two.
2: Like, I feel like everybody should have been bro- breaking into song, like little street urchins. Ur- 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 <laughs> yeah
1: i like street urkins better (laughs) they're half steve urkel half street urchin (laughs) i was thinking half gherkin oh all good things i can love gherkins i fucking love steve urkel i've no kidding jay and i have referenced either steve urkel or stefan urkel like <laughs> pretty much like on a weekly basis and i'm sort of like who knew that family matters would be such like a lasting cultural touchstone for
2: us uh steve urkel holds up though like Screech totally. does not but steve oh. Urkel does <laughs> i never
1: <laughs> i never watched saved by the bell i was never allowed but family matters was like a tradition like we didn't miss an episode saturday night on abc right
2: uh i don't know, was it? I remember friday i think it was friday because it's was it was tgif eight, yeah okay. it was like family night or something friday family night or something like that
1: it was like full house and family matters or something like that
2: oh so wholesome
1: so it wholesome. is really wholesome <laughs> laugh tracks oh yeah so many laugh tracks
2: <gasps> oh your what? dog my that's oh, that's oh, rosie
1: yeah. <laughs> oh she's so sweet <laughs> looking for. She a has an spot. underbite. Oh, and she's sleeping on your pillow. Yep,
2: yeah, she steals my pillow on the on the regular, on the oh. regular, right? You little jerk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sweetheart. I
0: met Rosie once when I recorded Cantlet with um Dina and Jen last year, I guess, and uh, her Rosie does not she takes a while for her to warm up to people. Mm-hmm. So it's like that very rewarding relationship for a dog lover to really put the work in and by the end of it she was okay with me.
2: Yeah, I think she would, would learn to uh love you fairly quickly. For some people it takes months. Sometimes <laughs> never. So like that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, she stopped thinking I was going to rob you. <laughs> it was like very on very high
1: alert. Uh I think she was yeah. of the week that week. Yeah,
2: she's yeah. a great dog. Aww. Famous she's, dog. <laughs> she's pretty great. I, I, she's so weird, but that that's okay. I feel like it's fine for me to have a really weird
0: dog. Yeah, join the, the club. Yeah. Well, this is retail nightmares, and what we usually do is ask the guests to start with either an experience that you've had as a customer or an experience you've had working in a store or in customer service of some sort that was
2: a nightmare. <laughs> so many.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's your first time on. So like, you probably still have nightmares.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Like, because I worked. Um, well, my longest retail job, I had several, but like, a lot of them were short term. But my longest one is I worked three years in a bookstore
1: Oh, uh, oh boy.
2: in the 90s. Uh, and it was Vancouver's first uh, book superstore is what they called it and it was on Granville in Georgia where the London Drugs is now um oh. yeah it was huge and it was very fancy and our escalators were gold <laughs> Wow. <Whoa. laughs> fancy um and uh when we had our big gala opening Bill Richardson hosted it wearing an armadillo suit like a big rubber armadillo suit um I like that yeah. So it was like a big deal. And, um, I worked there for three years. I, all sorts of things happened. I remember, uh, this is not a nightmare, but I did sell a book to former prime minister, Joe Clark. Oh um, yeah. And like what happened was, is he came up with his book and I said, you're Joe Clark. And he said, yes, I am. And that was <laughs> the extent of our conversation. <laughs> that was it. But that place, um, spawned like so many, nightmares the the thing that i recall the one that i was thinking about when i was thinking about um being here what i would talk about is we had a rather extensive erotica section like erotic fiction Ooh, wow. yeah like which I'm was great zipping. it was, <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was great but the thing about it was is that oddly or not oddly uh, it was kind of hidden away which i guess we thought was respectful of people who didn't want to see it but it was hidden away and it was far too close to our washrooms Mm, that our customer washrooms and like i I remember one time going into the washroom at the end of the day because it was part of my job to clean them of course um and i went into the bathroom and there was like three or four of those uh, erotic fiction novels sort of like face down on the floor spine cracked and all sorts of stuff around it um, that I had to clean up. And I just thought, you know, we got to move this section. We got to <laughs> put it somewhere <laughs> visible because now we can't sell those books. And nah. I had to wear a full hazmat suit to clean that bathroom. <laughs> oh, <Holy laughs> like, no. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. If you want to buy those books, read those books. Cool. Maybe just buy them and take them home and do yeah. those things. That would be cool.
1: You don't
0: get I a like freebie. I like they took several in.
2: Yeah, I like and it was and I remember when we were like shelving it initially before the store opened and the shelf that was by Anonymous was like so full. Like Anonymous <laughs> writes a lot of dirty books, is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> anonymous can't even come up with like a good like racy pen name.
2: It's just anonymous. It could be like anonymous Wiener would be funny. I d I don't know. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it turns out it's actually Anthony Wiener.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They were all by Anthony Weiner. All and we of all had this big
0: warning about that guy.
2: <laughs> I was like, I, like well, I was uh, eighteen or nineteen when I started working there, and then um, one of the anthologies, the erotic fiction anthology that was selling really well, was called. I remember the title of it. It was called On a Bed of Rice, and it was an anthology of Asian American erotica, which I thought was fun. Um, but I remember pulling it out of the box, like you, you know, we didn't know what was coming or not coming, and we'd pull it out of the box, and I and I <laughs> no yelled. Kidding at my coworker, I said what is this Asian people don't have sex with each other <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a white dude and he was like what are you even what and I'm like forget it the joke is oh. lost on you go away
0: <laughs> oh my god what a ding dong <laughs> he's yeah. like you said
1: sex
2: <laughs> <laughs> Asian people <laughs> sex what what what's wrong Jen fine fine you're not worthy of my jokes <laughs> like,
0: yeah I can't exactly remember the climate where you made a really, really funny joke on Twitter and so many people didn't get it. And you had like a terrible 24 hours. Oh, it's about Brian Adams. Oh wow. yeah, it was so good. I can't. Oh fuck, that feels like it was like three years ago.
2: Yeah, that was one of the worst social media experiences of my life because it was actually just a joke. Like, I was not trying to. I didn't even think I called him a racist. I didn't say anything particularly incendiary. No, no, no. no, no. It's because mm-hmm. you're an
0: Asian woman on Twitter, <laughs>
2: and I made a joke. <laughs>
0: and yeah, not allowed, Jen.
2: <laughs> About uh, I did not know that Brian Adams had so many fans. In truth, like I, I really didn't. <laughs> Like I've made jokes about other people like Scarlett Johansson and like nobody said boo. And like I made like all sorts of people that you would think are more famous and have more fans, but apparently not. He's still really
0: big in Europe, apparently. Really? Is
2: that where all those trolls were coming from? Europe? (laughs) I don't
1: know. I have seen a few of them on the radio every single day. Like I flip through the radio all the time in the car and it's always Brian Adams. And I'm like, really? still? we still need summer of 69. Like every person in the world hasn't gotten sick of it already. Like every day, every day, summer of 69. Do they mean, play it in the winter? I feel like, yeah. Hmm.
2: Or do they play cuts like a knife in the winter?
1: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think they're just trying to fulfill some sort of CanCon uh, requirement. They have to play so many Canadian artists per hour on the radio. And they're like, Brian Adams, throw them on.
2: I'm, like, confident there are more Canadian artists <laughs> than Brian Adams. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. But, like... Shania Twain? Butt rock style, though? Like, those, like, oldies rock stations? The funny thing... Okay, here's my... Here's my Brian Adams story. Yes. The funny thing <laughs> is that in my opinion, his greatest song, his best song, is a, a disco single called Let Me Take You Dancing, where his mm-hmm. voice is very high. They I think they might have like sped up his voice, but it's such a great song. It's just like infectious, makes you want to dance. But he hates that song so much that he has tried to like scrub every single copy of it out of existence because it's like he doesn't think it's good. And I'm like, that just proves what an idiot you are is you have tried to erase your greatest song from history, but all the like disco heads like me are like promoting it.
2: Okay. Can, can people find it? Because now I w- I've never heard this song. I need to yeah. listen to it.
1: It's literally the only song on my phone. <laughs> like if you open up my, my Apple music, um, I think every now and then there's like a video on YouTube where someone has like filmed their record of it and like have the audio playing but he'll like send his lawyers out to like do cease and desist and it all gets taken down there was also like a uh, like a dance remix version of it that's even longer <gasps> yeah
2: that seems amazing.
1: I know. It's really good. And the the album art for it, too, is quite beautiful. Like, he's very young and has sort of longer hair and tight jeans. And is, like, wearing a long scarf and is just standing on the street. And it's like, you could have had a totally different career. And I would have fully embraced it as, like, a glam rock man.
2: Well, because he grew up in Vancouver or well, North Vancouver. So he was, like, a big deal here. And I did I did know, he's the same age as my one of my sisters, is that he had, like, He did stuff before the whole cut's like A Nice Summer of 69. I did not know it was disco, though. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Well, I think he maybe didn't even record that song initially as disco, but then they sort of like repackaged it as this like dancey track. But so I think that's why he's like so butthurt about it.
2: Oh, man. See, this is whatever, Brian Adams. I just, you know, he's on my shit list. That's all.
1: Yeah. (laughs) For good reason. And all Mm -hmm. his fans yeah they can yeah. calm down they can um, suck it suck it suck it suck it <laughs> yeah suck it
2: suck it suck it suck it that's a good song that's a hit that's a banger
1: <laughs> um let me take you dancing i'm just trying to find the image for you so you can see like how beautiful it is and what like a different world we could have lived in his pants are so tight on-
2: Um <laughs> oh wow yeah hello sir (laughs) yes hello sir indeed
1: and he's wearing like a a plaid shirt with sunglasses at night okay how come i wear my sunglasses at night is okay i'm just fully realizing how stoned i am right now but (laughs) jay and i have decided that any glasses you wear at night should be called moon glasses (laughs) (laughs) even just regular glasses yeah, like I put on, right. when we go out for walks at night, I'll just put on my like my prescription glasses and then I just put them on one day recently and I was like, put in all my moon glasses.
2: <laughs> I think this is a good idea because I also wear my glasses at night because yeah. I have, I have bad night vision. So it's like, you know, a lot important. of people do. Yeah, sure. I've bad astigmatism. So at night I put on my prescription glasses and from now on they're going to be called moon glasses. <laughs> Yay,
1: thank you. <laughs> We're going to start a trend. <laughs>
2: For all you people with bad night vision,
1: this one's for you. <laughs> it's my moon glasses.
2: Very nice.
1: And it's really all we do to go out at night is to look at the moon and sometimes Jupiter and Saturn. Beautiful. What we do every night, That's ro-
2: That's romantic and nice.
1: Well, what else is there to do? <laughs> Truly. You
0: could watch Selling Sunset. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> a really like weird show on netflix about selling luxury properties in la oh, um, oh, heads up the properties cost the same as much the same as they do in vancouver except for oh. they're nice so for four million dollars in la you get a beautiful mansion with uh, an infinity pool and uh, it's brand new and here you get um a lice infested shit pile is it a reality show
2: yes Yeah, kind oh, of, okay. yeah
0: I mean, okay, so yeah.
2: in my in my friend's group chat, we were my friends were talking about all the renovations they'd done to their very nice homes in the um, yeah. these are my friends I went to high school with. They're all like professional ladies um, okay. and uh, they were sharing snapshots and stuff. And then I was not participating because I I live in a very small. Well, not that small. It's a it's a nice sized townhouse for me and my kid. And I'm very grateful to have stable housing. And um, I like my house, but um, their houses are fancy and um i was not participating and then finally at the very end i said i have nothing to share because i do nothing to my home and then, and then i said that gazebo looks nice can i move in tomorrow and, that was it. and, then, and then my the, the group chat went silent I, oh.
0: <laughs> way to bring down the mood jen with your- i
2: Real nice. Sorry, sorry. I, I sorry. I don't have a job that gives me benefits and vacation time and all those things, but the gazebo looks comfy. I could probably live in it. I could <laughs> see a vacation in their
0: backyard. Yeah.
2: Wow. Like I feel like nine months out of the year in Vancouver you could probably live in a gazebo. Probably. Totally.
0: Yeah. Totally. If you were committed, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I saw a really nice rabbit cage today and I thought about <laughs> making that classic Vancouver uh meme like one bedroom twenty three hundred dollars a month <laughs> uh, it had That's two amazing. levels it had two levels Ooh, it was really nice
2: that is actually quite fam- it must be very big actually quite big
0: yeah it was kind of narrow but i'll take a picture of it next time i walk past it it's on a regular route <laughs> you should just walking. make the joke you should just do it
1: okay um <laughs> jessica do you have a retail experience dream nightmare a retail experience dream nightmare Whew. um i have been extra quarantining this past week i don't know how long has it been 10 days since i had my yeah. surgery 9 days So no, I don't have a freshie, (laughs) but I am, while we're recording this, I am getting fresh handmade soap delivered to my balcony. So that might happen while we're recording. So that's a real dream. That's lovely. Just want to shout out Grove Soaps, local handmade. (laughs) Is it the same company that you ordered the lilac from? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. You're already out of soap. I'm not out of soap, but the person who makes the soap is going back to school and is then also having surgery. So they were like, if you want to stock up, now's a good time because I'm going to be super busy. So I was like, give me one of everything. I Mm -hmm. want to try it all. There's also new colors and new scents. And I just like, I go through soap pretty quick.
2: I I love a good soap. Yeah.
1: You can never have too much. You always go through it.
0: One of my coworkers has started a handmade soap company Nice. And I use shower gel, like naturally, like I'm putting in quotations, natural shower gel. And uh, he was saying that shower gel always has chemicals in it. It's really bad for the environment. So I switched back to soap and he's like, soap lasts longer. I don't understand why people don't use it. And I was like, that's never my experience with soap. Like I can go through a bar of soap very quickly.
1: The thing for me is I don't like to buy like liquid shampoo or conditioner or shower gel because you're paying to have like water already in it. So it doesn't, to my mind I'm like makes more sense to have like the concentrated yes. solid thing and then you add the water. Yeah. So just like I understand less, that concept. less spilling because <laughs> I am clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah, that sounds
0: like a lovely uh consumer experience. <laughs>
1: it it will be. I'm very excited. And like they're delivering it like they live far away and they're biking all the way over here. It's, it's so nice. That's lovely. Yeah. I have a consumer
0: experience nightmare. Oh. So at work last week, a couple of times people called and said, hey, you guys just called me, and why did you call? And since, you know, I don't always know who calls someone, I would say, like, I'm not sure that it was us, and explain the company name and what we do, and we'd end up just parting ways amicably. (laughs) (laughs) Amicably. Amicably. Clublily. Look. Amicably. um. And then this week, the calls became a little bit more intense, uh, more common, like one out of every three calls. We didn't have a ton of phone calls, but were people saying that we've been calling them nonstop and harassing them? And why were we calling them? And so it turns out our work number, our professional 800 number, is being spoofed by scammers. So (laughs) we get these like really confused people from all over but especially this week was Texas. And they've gotten into arguments with these people trying to scam personal information out of them. And they're calling back to file a complaint or figure out who's calling them. And it's it's just a cheese company in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, so we had a lot of, there was a lot of good laughs, but there was also a few people that were just genuinely confused and one or two people that were understandably angry. And there's not really anything we can do about it. Uh, and so... That's part of my new reality is telling people that to not give people their sin numbers over the phone (laughs) and that it's not us calling them. Wow. Yeah. It's really weird. Why does anyone answer their phone ever? (laughs) What happens, I think, is they get like five or six calls from this number and they're like, who the fuck's doing this? I'm going to call them back. Like, it must be it might be important or I'm going to tell them to stop calling me. add me to the do not call list. And it turns out like they can't do any of that stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, like I know that if you're like waiting for a call from someone too, like you're just going to answer like for, I had to take my son in for a COVID test and we were waiting for results and I was answering everything that called, which was Mm -hmm. mostly scammers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. I just wait to hear which one goes to voicemail and then I listen to the voicemail, find out it's a scam and then block that number. Like my list of block numbers is probably hundreds of numbers long because it's like a, a different one every single day. Here's my phone list. Everything... Everything is in red. It's all red. (laughs) They're all calls I did not accept. It's a stereotype, but uh, no millennial answers their phone ever. (laughs) I will listen to the voicemail. And if you are a real person, I'll call you back. Yeah,
0: it's a pretty good practice these days. Yeah, I thought my mom was either injured or in trouble this week because she hadn't responded to any emails for over a month, almost two months. And my dad had mentioned that he hadn't heard anything from her either. And so I emailed and emailed her and then called and then called again in a panic. And then she called me back. And and because she's a senior, she's like, oh, my laptop stopped working. So it's just at Best Buy. It's been there for about six weeks. And I'm like, well, could you pick that up? <laughs> because wow. I thought you were dead. Because uh, it was like for three days, I couldn't get in touch with her. But she also screens all of her calls. I think as a senior, senior, you should screen your calls, but not if you're my mom. Yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah. Uh, had a very stressful
1: couple of days. Yeah. That is scary. Yeah. I mean, everything's fine. I thought you were going to say everything's scary. And I was like, you're right. Everything is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah, agree. Everything is scary. Yeah. Should we uh, do demon? Speaking of scary, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about demons. <laughs> If <laughs> you <laughs>
0: Jen, you mentioned you've been doing a bunch of research about demons.
1: Yeah.
2: Why? Why? I'm writing a horror novel right now, like a horror Ooh, wow. hybrid type situation. So like I was thinking about demons and then I was thinking I was researching specifically demons from Asian countries, like different Asian countries. And I was because these are things that I, I you, you hear it like, you know, grandma will tell you a creepy story. But is it actually a, a, an actual myth that exists in the world as it turns out there? real uh they do exist so um the one demon that has been really freaking me out it's a chinese demon and um there is i think it's a railroad in hong kong that's supposed to be haunted there's a lot of haunted places in hong kong and there's um this ghost slash demon who she's always walking away from you she's a woman she's always walking away from you and she's got one long braid sort of that goes down her her back and eventually what will happen is she'll turn around but the front of her face is also one long braid, so she only has two oh, backs wow. of a head.
1: <laughs> Whoa, I love that! <laughs> and it's like it's
2: the most horrifying thing um, for me to think about. the The other one that I that I've been reading about is um, a demon that comes from the Philippines, and she uh, can apparently detach her torso from her legs. Oh, because she
0: gave herself a blowjob?
2: <laughs> yeah, she probably could. um at night what she does is she detaches and then she hides her legs in the banana groves because banana groves trunk banana trunks can look like legs and um and then she flies like her torso flies and she has a really long tongue kind of like um I think there are animals that have really long tongues and, 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 and she, she inserts it into like cracks in people's homes. And she likes to suck out the fetuses in a, out of a pregnant woman's uterus. Holy shit. That is so dark. Yeah. She goes through the belly button and she sucks out your, your embryo or fetus. And that's what, yeah. And then she goes back at dawn, finds her legs. And then during the day she could be anybody.
1: She's oh. got a complicated life, nightlife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's
0: like she's definitely eating a keto diet. <laughs> yeah, Ew.
2: and I was like, and I was thinking about that so much, and I'm thinking, and I was thinking so hard about the symbolism of that, like you know, new life, tender life, like all of this kind of what that means, and and then I was I was digging a little more, and she became more of a myth and more of a mythic creature in the Philippines after they were colonized by the Spanish. Um, and it was this story that was kind of like, it was a, a subversion of, of, colonialism in a sense, like you, you're going to control our movements during the day, but at night we're going to suck out your fetuses. Like it was this weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then like in the Philippines, apparently there are all these, I, I watched one horror movies about her specifically that particular demon. She's quite famous. Um, and these are things I didn't know. And so, um, this was like one of the fascinating little rabbit holes that I fell down when I was researching for this novel. So, um, cool. yeah, super cool.
1: That is I'm like scared. the coolest research you could do. <laughs>
2: It kept me up at night. Honestly, it was like I was doing this research and it was really hot, and I closed all my bedroom windows. <laughs> I was like, What if she comes for me? I'm not pregnant, but still, like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, get your tongue out of my belly button. Please. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's literally nothing in there. I'm perimenopausal. There's nothing that's going to help you out, but like, Yeah, cool, like, cool.
1: <laughs> try. Try if you want to. Wow. I read um, some cool books recently. I actually bought them for my nephews. They're like comic books. They're like manga. Um, And they're this like serialized like few strips from like the 60s and 70s from Japan called Kitaro. And it's about this little boy who's like half demon, but he's like this demon, like vigilante. Like if there's anyone having demon trouble, he'll like come and like sometimes save the people, sometimes save the demon. But the like they borrow different um, monsters or demons or like yokai they're called I think in Japan like um, from all sorts of different mythology like not just Japanese um, folklore like some of it is like Indian and some of it's Chinese and Thai and all this stuff and there's like seven volumes it was put out by Drawn and Quarterly and it's really good like I bought them for my nephews but I read all of them and it's like so (laughs) creative it's like you know not just your basic like vampires and mummies and stuff it's like really weird there's like this guy who lives in a well who drinks gasoline and like
2: (laughs) he sounds like a good time though
1: yeah he's having a fun time and then there's like another demon that turns you into fabric and then like rolls you up and then like people make make clothes out of you and then like you're trapped in this fabric like it's so cool there's like so many more other examples there's a dream demon and like to get to the realm of the dream demon you have to put on dream sandals and like walk across this rainbow it's really cool
0: <laughs> Ooh. both of you have made me want to learn about demons which is really difficult because i am a classic uh, afraid of the dark type person but uh
2: yeah There are other like demons that uh, like were demons and ghosts that I was also researching that didn't scare me so much as like made a lot of sense. Like they explain humanity. Like there's, um, there's a, a very famous dilapidated mansion in Hong Kong called Namco Terrace, apparently. No one's been inside it for 40 years or, or wow. you know, not nobody. So um, the story is that in the during World War II, um, it was used as a brothel. So um, during Japanese occupation, they would put uh, what they would call their comfort women in there. And that's who's in there is the ghosts that they say are in there are the women. Um, and uh, I was reading about it. It's just seemed really I mean, it wasn't scary. It, it made a lot of sense, but it also—I yeah. I also wonder about these ghost stories and like, what are they saying? It's these oblique ways of, uh, you know, um, speaking truth to power. Let's just say, or subverting something. And um, there's all these uh, actually YouTube videos where uh, these ghost hunters will will like rappel <laughs> into this dilapidated mansion. There's Whoa. no other way to get in there, um, and they film it. And you can even see like the the wallpaper and the curtains are still like, they're all moth eaten and they're swaying in the wind. And it's, and it's, if there is a place where there are going to be ghosts, it's going to be that place. Um, and this big hotel chain actually bought it and they're thinking about turning it into some kind of hotel. And I'm like, who's going to sleep there? (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's a really, uh, strange thing
1: to try to monetize. Yeah. Also don't open a hotel right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm absolutely uh, could talk about this all afternoon. Oh, yeah. But we have, have to a, say what demons we are going to be, though. Oh, yeah. If we were a demon, what demon would we be? I'm just going to copy one of these demons. Yeah.
2: I feel like I should be the one that detaches herself from her from her legs. The detachy <laughs> lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So detachy much- lady. So much
0: freedom. Do you think if you were the Detachee lady, you still eat fetuses and embryos, or would you choose
2: something else? I would do something else. I would be a little kinder. <laughs> I, I, I mean, unless no, I don't think I could. I was going to say no. There was I was going to try to come up with some scenario where I would do that, but there isn't. So um, I think I would just use my long tongue to like steal people's like glasses of orange Julius. Maybe I could do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That okay, that's a good demon. <laughs> Who drank all this Orange Julius? <laughs> it must have been Jen the detachy Lady Demon. She drank all my Orange Julius. It's fine.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. Alicia, what would you be? Um, I would be... I was going to do a dough-based
0: demon, then I was like, we've uh, really exhausted that one. That's okay. Um, Dough is timeless. Okay, I got it. I would be shaped like a fancy bicycle. Oh. I saw this video of this guy... And this guy seemed well. He did not seem to be suffering from any serious health issues uh, like addiction or homelessness. He's just a guy stealing nice bikes. So this is the target I have in mind. These like professional, really slick uh, bike thieves we have in the city. Um, so instead of just s- stealing a bicycle, he stole the bicycle rack <laughs> and he walked away <laughs> with it. And um, i like having, you know, I have had a bike a bike stolen before it does not feel very good but i laughed out loud at like how like he just did it in broad daylight and walked away with a bicycle attached to a fucking single single uh, bike rack so i am a bicycle demon and when someone who steals me tries to ride me (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even think about that. I was laughing so hard at the dumb image I have. Um, the seat on the bike becomes so tiny instantly that you have the most uncomfortable bike ride <laughs> ever. And then when you stop at your first stop sign, the tires release and then attach to you like leeches. Whoa. And pull you off of the bicycle and throw you into a ditch. And then I put myself back together and bike away and then go to another bike rack. Ooh. I like it.
2: It's like it's like a butt wedgie slash leech. <laughs> yeah, not
0: like yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: what, a couple of things
1: happen. It's a one-two
0: yeah. punch.
1: Very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: <laughs> not like not no serious injury. No,
1: you just get thrown in a ditch.
0: Yeah, yeah it's you, fine. Like, the bike's possessed. You're just kind of muddy. <laughs> I'm the Christine of bicycles. Yeah, totally. It's just
2: it's just like a horse who doesn't want you to ride it, you know?
0: All horses.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all horses. Horse people are going to get so mad at that comment. <laughs> Our horse followers. I'm sorry. Jay's a horse person. Yeah. And I love horses. Like, I'm just making a joke. And I like horse people, too. I wanted to be one so badly. Yeah. Horses are
1: also just so
0: large. <laughs> yeah. I used to get mad at uh, Popo Graham Clark because he would call horses garbage animals because they're so expensive and they're so easily injured. Um, he didn't mean them in the in the way that he thinks there are any that there's anything wrong with them per se, but he's like, "Oh yeah, he's like they they seem very costly." And I was like, "Yeah,
1: they do." Yeah, but also like a human is pretty costly too. A poodle's costly.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I rode a horse once. I've only rode- ridden a horse twice, but I rode a horse once and it was my family does these really dorky things to try to like reconnect. Like they, we also. My sister once made us stand around a piano and sing Christmas carols, like we were in Little Women. Like Whoa. this is, these are the things that we do. So like, um, we did in. this. Yeah, we did this like horse riding thing, and then my sister was in front of me on her horse, and uh, my horse kept. Um, kicking her, or no, she was behind me rather, and my horse kept kicking her horse in the oh face, God. and then every time my horse would kick her horse, my horse would turn around, make eye contact with me, and go, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> you know, God. And, uh, his name was Frank, I remember this so clearly, I'm like, Frank, like, I didn't tell you to do that. He's like, I know you liked it, I know, Whoa. I know.
1: <laughs> that horse is a demon.
2: Yeah, a bit of a demon. I kind of liked him, though. He was kind of, you know, yeah. he... He got my vibe. <laughs> I love it. Horses
1: have such huge personalities. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Jessica, if you could be a demon. I would be um a disembodied tonsil. Yeah. Oh, oh, so flappy. Where would how big would you be? <laughs> I would be like um. Like, what's the size of a condor? (laughs) It's really big.
2: You mean like a heron?
1: Like, just big? Yeah, just, like, huge. Like, two sort of flapping tonsils. Would you have Um, a cloaca? No. (laughs) I don't need to reproduce or excrete anything. Um, Yeah, I'm just, like, imagining, like, what happened to my tonsils? Where are they? Did they, like, fall into some ooze and turn giant? So it's like, I, I would still exist, but like the part of me that is now gone, it has its own life where it goes off and terrorizes unsuspecting teens who are making out in cars.
0: <laughs> so would it just like fl-
1: <laughs> floop against the windshield? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> and look and kind of look in? Sort of mucusy. Yeah. And they're like, what was that? And they were like, oh, it's <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> Um so it's yeah it's to to deter uh teens from playing tonsil hockey and from getting strapped.
2: I mean that is the best sexual education I've ever received. Yeah, I'm
1: going to I'm going to do wonders for birth control. Mm. We all have really great demons. <laughs> Disgusting. I can't stop thinking about the
0: impracticality of being a just a torso demon.
2: I don't know either. I'm actually not entirely sure why she detaches. Like, I, I, I've i been trying to figure it out. I, th- I think it's just the horror aspect of it because it's gross.
1: Yeah. What was the name of the movie that you watched?
2: Well, her... Okay, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think I am. But her her actual name is the Malalangal. It's so many uh, letters. And I'm, I I think it, that's what it's called. But the, the umbrella term for for this particular group of demons is called the aswang um and i think she's <laughs> yes and i think the movie is legit called the malalangal like, oh, okay, okay. but it's it's i could i could email it to you it's 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 very many letters is what i'm saying okay <laughs> in a word yeah just
1: cuz i had like i just sort of unearthed an ancient memory of watching a movie where there is a person who like is only a torso but then their guts are also hanging out but they fly around
2: i mean they, her guts weren't hanging out okay like can- <laughs>
1: different different demon then yeah, yeah and i'm trying to remember what that movie was called also terrifying yeah.
0: i like how rosie's like protecting the house right now i'm sorry
2: i she's angry about something
0: um, oh, oh i love it i love dogs <laughs> When they're barking, I'm always like, worried about them. I'm like, "Are you okay?"
2: I, I think mean, she's you fine. To
0: decipher this mystery,
2: uh, there's a there's nowhere for her to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same for all of us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had my big excursion today to the bread, <laughs> the bread line. Oh, I have another retail nightmare! Yay! Is it too late? No, there's no rules. All right, so I went to a local grocery store whose name Shall not be mentioned. And at the beginning of COVID, twice I dropped off like our like pretty high value coupons for the staff because uh, there's food shortages everywhere, and I experienced them myself shopping. And I was like, oh, if I made you know like ten dollars an hour or twelve dollars an hour, and I also had to try and stockpile groceries, it would be nice to have a few free pizzas or whatever. And I thought that the coupons were stolen the first batch that I left, but I'm not entirely sure now. The second batch definitely weren't. But when I got to the cash today, I used a coupon that I got from work. And the guy at the cash, who's one of my favorites, there's some cashiers there. Honestly, the people that work at that store are lovely. They're lovely. And I have favorites, but I like all of them. One of my favorites was like, oh, hey, you should use this coupon on something more expensive. And I was like, it's not a big deal. I work there. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, we get these coupons once in a while. He's like, you know, my boss really hates these coupons. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Okay. That's not good to know, because I give them to you guys all the time. He's like, yeah, I never get any. She only shares them with her favorites.
1: Whoa. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's what not fair.
0: So um, it made me kind of laugh. And then I gave him a bunch of free ones. And then I told him I'd be back with even better ones. But that made me laugh, because I had imagined that like they would just
1: be shared with everybody. <laughs> yeah, anyone who needs one, not like a weird hierarchy of free food yeah (laughs) like (laughs) do you get it for like being a brown noser come on I don't know I
0: don't know all the details but I do have to say like this the staff there are they're so good at their jobs regardless of like how long they've been there they're always so nice I've never ever had a really negative experience with anybody there that works there so I can't imagine them not all being favorites yeah yeah Sorry, I told the retail nightmare at the end of the podcast. That's okay. It's, <laughs> I just know uh, I'll have more next week.
1: Non-traditional. Should we popo? Yeah, let's, It's time for popo of the week. <laughs> of the week. I hear your popo, Jen.
2: Uh, she's she's come back to check on me to make sure I haven't robbed my own house. Oh, uh, so sweet. She's my she's my popo of every week. Here, Rosie. You can show your face. There oh, she is. She's so beautiful. <laughs> she's always my papa of the week. Well, my son was quite sick and that's why we had to go get that COVID test for him. Yeah. And um, he had, a, he's negative, but we, uh, which is great. And I have to say staff at Children's Hospital, they're wonderful. We love them. Um, and uh, he was, uh, had a fever and he was sleeping a lot and um, Rosie would not leave him. She would sit Aww. and watch him all night um and then if i had to like i can walk her without him he's 10 right so the, if she really had to go she would go but about 50 percent of the time she'd refuse to walk at all because we were leaving him so she would uh, she would go and do her business out front and run back inside and she stayed with him the whole time so that's she's my puppo of every week but especially this last week
1: she's a nurse mm-hmm. just gonna need a moment while i weep openly <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet yeah that's she's good amazing like that. Yeah, they just oh, like, boy, they get it. They're like so attuned to things that humans aren't
2: even. Yeah, she gave me a look, though, like when I wanted to take her out, she gave me this look like you're such a bad mother. Why are we going out? Like, you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, God, can, how dare you sleep, Jen? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> she doesn't get it. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> I
1: have so many papos. I to my, do it. My God. Well, first of all 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 the doctors and nurses at the clinic where I got my tonsils out. They were all so nice. Uh, and then like in the recovery room, when I woke up from surgery, uh, they gave me a popsicle and they <gasps> were really, I was like, you know, on drugs so I was just like over the moon and I think my eyes were huge and wide and I was like I love popsicles (laughs) and then I was like oh no was I too (laughs) enthusiastic about popsicles they're laughing at me now um and then of course Jay for being a good home nurse to me through my recovery all the people who came to visit me, Alicia is one of them, former guests, Kelly and Sally and Adrian's coming today. So many people have come and like gone for walks with me and we've like found cats to pet. Um, Jay and I met a new cat that we're obsessed with named Mittens. Nice. Um, perfect. Old yeah. School. Excellent name. We were walking on sort of a busy street, but it was late at night and we were walking. It was like a wide street and I looked over and I happened to see a cat just like framed by the by the entrance to the hedge across the street. And so it was like this little white speck like far away. And I was like, Jay, there's a cat. And so we like almost got hit by a car because we ran across the street to go meet it. <laughs> um, but it, it came running up to us and it was so friendly and it's like white with gray stripes and long long fur so soft and so cute and so affectionate so now of course like every night when we go out to see the moon we're like let's see if we can see mittens so far it's just been that one time
2: i like mittens already yeah mittens yeah, is too.
1: a sweetheart we didn't get very good photos because it was late at night so there's a lot of blurry photos <laughs> blurry gray photos um i also watched the new bill and ted movie last night what holy I didn't shit know. how is it how is it's really good. It's really good. And it, it feels like it's from the eighties. It feels like the other two movies just in the like silliness of it of like, and we're now in another time period and there's this other dimension and there's like so many great people in it. Um, They really, I think they really are leaning into the idea of uh, the future is female because like all the people in the future are just women. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Keanu's amazing. It's like watching Keanu regress into like his former self.
2: Oh, that sounds nice. (laughs) Yeah, it is
1: really nice. But then you're also watching it and you're like, this is John Wick. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's really great. They have to like write a song that's going to unite all of reality. The only bad thing about it is like the song they make is kind of bad.
2: (laughs) Oh, but it's supposed to be bad, right?
1: Kind of, yeah. It's just kind of like, what happens if you get Jimi Hendrix and Mozart and like a a Neanderthal drummer like all together? It's going to be bad. And it is. (laughs) Um, But they think it's great. So bless their hearts. And you can watch it online. Alicia, who's your papo? My papo is Hank. Uh, Hank is a lovely dog. I'm very lucky to have him.
0: He's very sweet very uh, snuggly these days and uh, my papo is my dad i miss him so much yeah and everyone's my papo. you're my papo, jen's my papo. Uh, all the people fighting these days to make this world a better place are my papos. The entire republican party can be flushed down a toilet into hell um <sighs> etc <cetera. laughs> <laughs> and like not just the republicans but and, you know, all of QAnon, et cetera, the pe- all the people in the Pizzagate protest last week that I saw, they can all get flushed out a toilet, too. Um. Well, I'm sorry. I went there.
2: <laughs> it's okay, OK to go there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I've been high on codeine for the past nine days. So I've really, like, uh, detached from, like, what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah. You missed a big week.
2: <laughs> it was some kind of week. Yeah
0: yeah jen it has been an absolute pleasure to spend this past hour and 15 minutes with you you're a a bright light if people want to read your work if people want to follow you online if they want to listen to your podcast how do they do that
2: ah they can do that i have a website that i rarely update it's sookfong.com yeah uh (laughs) the easiest way to find me is on twitter these days it's I'm at Jen Fong Lee. Very easy to find. There's only one of me, which is quite a uh, kind of <laughs> wow, fun. that must be nice. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. And my books are available everywhere you can find books. Our podcast is can with uh, Dina Delbuquia. That is available at can'tlit.ca. And on Twitter, we're at can'tlit. Um, yeah. So that's where all our stuff is these days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't oh, nice. recommend following Jen. listening to her podcast and just keeping up with what she's doing this horror novel sounds amazing
2: yeah i hope i can do it it might be terrible but we'll we'll find out
0: <laughs> you're truly like a really prolific uh, artist um i really admire you uh jessica
1: how about you don't worry about me um i got nothing on the go i'm just uh, convalescing if you want to buy a tote bag or a zine, you can go to retailnightmares.bigcartel.com or you could uh, donate to our Patreon. No pressure. Patreon.com slash retailnightmares. Remember to smash that like and subscribe button down below.
2: <laughs> smash, <laughs> it. smash it. Smash
1: it. Smash <laughs> it. Obliterate it. Decimate <laughs> it. Destroy Boy. it. What about you, Alicia? yeah basically the same if you'd like to buy
0: my book uh please it's do. a great book
2: one of the best books i read last year um such a good book
0: thanks jen i'm gonna cry yeah don't um,
2: cry i cried reading your book also laugh though also <laughs> that, laugh that's good
0: <laughs> the spectrum um, yeah my, yeah that book really runs a gamut of emotions <laughs> i just have to say uh you're both wonderful women and I love both of you. And I hope the rest of your day is great. Uh, to our listeners, thanks so much for being there, uh, listening to us, and making fart jokes, I hope, 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is it, Jen. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so
2: much for inviting me. This was really fun. Thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah. Jessica, thanks so much for making
1: it through an hour of talking nonstop. I can see, like, it's probably getting a bit uncomfortable. I timed my medication just right. I woke up extra late so I could take it later in the day so it would last. I'm really glad you mentioned medication out loud because I just realized I forgot to take both of mine. Oh, yeah. Get <laughs> That's to okay. it.
0: That's probably why this drink is hitting me a lot harder.
1: I have, I have a book. I've been keeping track of all the pills that I take because I'm taking like 30 pills a day. <laughs> it's very complicated to keep track of.
0: Bye, Jen. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Jessica. Bye, Bye, Rosie.